Good afternoon, good evening, good day, everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Talk Radio Network. This is Dr. Corliss P. Bennett, and you are listening to Mindful Mondays. I am in the mix, boy, I tell you. These days, sometimes you got to just make stuff happen. <laughs> and I am uh, just making stuff happen. How's everybody doing today? I hope, hope that you trust you had a great week since we last spoke. Um, we had the big Super Bowl yesterday, which was great to have two black quarterbacks in the mix there, um, which was very nice. Sorry, I'm trying to. There we go. We had two black quarterbacks playing um so it's funny because I was I didn't know who to root for you know because none of my teams were in it so it didn't matter to me who won because in essence and with it being Black History Month which is kind of funny um to be able to say hey we had two black quarterbacks made it really very very nice um Um, other than that, it was a good day. So I'm trying to get situated here. All right. It was a good day, a good weekend. Um, what help? Let's see. What else is current news before we jump into the topic of choice today? Um, pretty much the week went by really well. I'm not sure. Greg, how you doing? Are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? Did you get a fresh new cut? You're looking extremely shiny. Looks like you buffed up that bald head a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you look real shiny and buffed up today. Like you really like put some what they call it the spit shine into it and really got it really got it um shined up. <laughs> well, actually, I sprayed it. Oh, is that right? Okay, that's why. Okay, because I knew I, I knew it looked unusually shined up. I was like, okay, you shined all up and everything. Um, what's going on in your world as far as like current events before we jump into today's topic? Oh, well, it's been an interesting day, so I'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, alrighty. Well, I'm excited. Um, we're still celebrating Black History Month. Uh, today's the yes. 13th. We're kind of midway there. Um, the 15th, this month is over already. Let's just look at that. If the 15th will be on Wednesday. Um, we are celebrating at my high school, St. Mary's Academy. Uh, this is, uh, we had the, uh, Black History Month assembly last week that went wonderful. And then this week is kind of the spirit week. So today is African, African inspired dress day. As you can see, I have on my full on ensemble. And each day there's a different way, either professional day or where I think Friday is black is Black Friday. So we're where everybody's to wear all black. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but um, there's certain days I haven't memorized the day. I have it in my calendar. So when I wake up in the morning, I know what I'm supposed to wear. So today was the African in, African inspired dress day. So I had to pull from my closet of many outfits and pull this together for today. Um, so I'm excited, but, um, it's, it's, it's great, um, to be able to have that celebration and that schools allow students to celebrate that way. I mean, I wouldn't have it in any other way, but yes. All right. Well, let's dive into the topic for today. I, I was sending out the promo to my friends. Uh, um, you know that I got hacked on Facebook, so I haven't been back on Facebook since because I have to prove to them who I am. So I had to go through this whole process, put my ID, scan my ID. It's crazy. And I still haven't been able to get on fully. So I haven't been on Facebook in weeks now. And I, I hate that because I usually promote, you know, Mindful Mondays and in the mix conversations with Colette and Corliss. And I just haven't been able to get on that or Instagram. I guess they own each other or Facebook owns Instagram. So when one is messed up, the other one is too. So I'm a little kind of mad about that. So I'm hoping to get back soon so I can, you know, get back into the the mix of sharing information uh, to my people. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with that. So today, oh, I forgot I'm on my phone. Let me go back for a second and go to my, uh, so that I can see and read uh, one second, just pulling up some not technical difficulties, but just uh, I want to make sure that I read this. So today's topic for today is loving while black. 
<laughs> you know, you hear driving while black, standing while black. I love that creativity that you came up with, Greg. Loving while black. I love it. I love it. And then I put on there black love. And I said, let's talk about the dynamic relationship between black men and black women. So that is mm. today's topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is today's yeah. topic. And I mean, wow, we can start at any given spot, but um, let's first start though with the concept that in order to love someone else, you must what? Love yourself. Take care of yourself to be able to then take care of others. What's your thought on that, Greg? Well, yeah. And thanks thanks for being here, by the way. I appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, but you know, I, I wanted to, that, you know, I wanted to, to, to show that, to show that your, uh, your, uh, your take is good. Your take is good. I'm getting, I'm getting going on. What's going on? Uh, uh, if, if you look at the divorce rate, look at the divorce rate of blacks, it's almost double that of white. It's almost double that of white. So it it shows that so there's it, something it shows that there's something going on with us as a people. On with us as a people. Hmm. Marriage. Marriage. So using that Wait, as before a backdrop. Before you, let, me, back let, let me interrupt for a quick second. For uh, for our listening audience, this conversation is between me and my guests. We are not experts. We have just lived our lives and have our own opinion about anything. So it's not like what Greg says is golden, what Corla says is golden. It is our separate opinions about the topic. So I just want to lay that out there so people don't say, well, this is how they said it. And so how come it's not working this way? I just, I, I, I wanted, I failed to mention that. And I said, let me throw the disclaimer out because you know how folks are. We're going to get, you know, emails to the station and text us to the station, but they said this and I don't agree. Okay. We're going to agree to disagree from the beginning. And all you are listening to is this com- this dynamic conversation between my guest, Mr. Greg Cheadle, and Dr. Corliss Bennett, the host of this wonderful show, Mindful Monday. So there's a disclaimer. Okay, now hit it, Greg. I'm sorry. I just thought I felt like I needed to put that out there. No, that's fine. So when you look at the Black divorce rate, that is symptomatic of what's going on with black people period with respect to love you know when we have a a divorce rate that's double uh that of whites it shows that we are in deep trouble and it also shows that there are forces that black people have to deal with that other races fortunately don't have to deal with and and those pressures come in and manifest themselves in us where we have these struggles that end up affecting our relationships. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I'll give an example. You know, you look at now uh, the number of black women entering medicine is far greater than the number of black men entering medicine. And so now in the future, who are these black women going to marry? Mm. So you have that. And then you also have, you know, black women tending to be uh, higher educated today than they were yesteryear. Mm-hmm. So those things are factoring. And then you have the black man's struggle, you know, always being denied opportunity. Mm-hmm. So all these these pressures just come on, you know the constant discrimination, uh, so forth, and the inability to to purchase a home where you would want to purchase a home, the inability or denial of opportunity to have the job that you should have, but you don't have, have uh, on and on and on and on. Those things come in and impact us unlike any other group. And so those are the things that we have to deal with, and they take their toll. Interesting. No, you're right. Wow. That's, I, I, you know, when you break it down in those terms, that that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about it until recently. And I said, wait, wait a minute, with all the things that are happening to us as a people, you know, the discrimination in banking and housing and jobs, so forth and so on, those, discriminate, those discriminatory practices have an impact on us directly and indirectly. You know, we no other no other group, no other race has the struggle that we have. And again, it takes its toll on us individually and collectively. And so because of that, our love or ability to love uh is impacted. You know, a lot of I used to get jealous when I would see whites, you know, far less education than I did, living way out in the nice suburbs and more expensive houses, so forth and so on. The wife gets to stay home and raise the kids, mm. you know, all that. <laughs> the white picket fence in the white neighborhood, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they, they had all, and with the white dog and the white country club, they went to the white school. <laughs> they were able to live a life that was free of all the crap that we have to go through as people. And so, of course, their divorce rate should be lower. You know, because they can go out on the porch and sip lemonade all night and whatever. <laughs> you know, black folk got to watch for bullets flying, you know, right. all this stuff. And so, though, again, I just can't stress it enough. All of the stuff that we have as a people that we face on a daily and nightly basis really comes home to haunt us when it comes to relationships. So when you think about, when you say it comes on hundred, is it, and then, then when we get home, we don't seem to have the communication with our mates. Well, you know, when, when you're carrying so much weight, it's difficult to have fun communication. You know, it's difficult. I mean, you're just weighed down with all this crap that you've gone through all day, being called a boy, you know, being treated less than others, uh, being charged more, you know, being looked at funny, having people whisper things behind you, on and on and on. So it's when you come home, it's hard to be all excited and happy because you, you've gone through so much junk that day. Right. So, and so it would affect. And she's gone through stuff too, you know, and, and she's, she has to come home. In all likelihood, she may be making more money than her husband. And people are saying, well, why are you with him? You know, he's not making, you know, <laughs> so you, you have all these factors coming in. Uh, these, external, these external forces. Yeah. That are, that are, that are, that are highlighting the negative pieces for whatever, you know, negative pieces of the situation. I'll just say it that way. Yeah, exactly. And so it's difficult. And that's, and that's why I'm saying you have these things come in. And so we don't have the freedom to love without distraction. Mm. Other races have the freedom to love without distraction. They have the house. They have the college degree. They have the car. They have the bank accounts. They have the stocks. They have the bonds. They have the trust, you know, the, the trust, the baby trust and, or rather trust babies and all these other things. And they have freedom. They can go on vacation and not, you know, do anything. I mean, it's funny. I, Whenever I talk, not whenever, but a lot of times when I would talk to white people who were unemployed, it wasn't that big of a deal because they had money coming in from a trust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, when, when white people say they, they aren't working, it's, it's always funny to me that I can find white people who are not working living better than black people who are working. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. You know, because they have different sources of income coming in. You know, mommy died or whatever, daddy died, whatever, grandma died. And so there's money coming in. And I just shake my head and say, must be nice. Whereas we work our behinds off and still in the red. Mm. So again, we don't have that freedom to love and without distraction. And so because of that, that, that pours into the black, black, black relationships. A lot right. of it into it. Yes, I can see. I can. I can. I can see what you're talking about. I can see what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, and you know, that's uh, that's on top of all the other things that we struggle with as a people. You know, uh, you know, our identity. You know, who are we? 
you know, oftentimes we try to, to be like somebody else, some other will do this to our body or our hair. Heaven forbid we talk about hair, you know, <laughs> how we want to look, <laughs> you know, the wigs, the weaves and all the grease <laughs> trying to, to look a certain way. <laughs> Not the grease. I know, I know you got <laughs> the grease. I don't know about that one, but okay, the grease really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, your your collars are going to come in tonight, that's for sure. But anyway, no, I mean the, the you know we we struggle with with who we are as a people. You know, we there's still a lot of self loathing that we have. You know that baggage that we have, the self loathing. You know, we're not happy with the way we look. You know, we we spend. Last that I saw, we spent nine times more on our hair than any other group. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, nine times more, you know, and, and, and so that, that's wasted money. Uh, we're not happy with the way we look. You know, we don't take pride in our noses. You know, we want to get the surgery and all that stuff. You know, we're not happy with our hair. We're not happy with our lips. We're not happy with anything a, a lot of times. And that's funny that you said that. I just had a conversation at the Super Bowl party yesterday and we were talking about, uh, a couple of us were just talking about how they will take the time to get everything that we have. They want our lips. They go, they go to surgery and get our lips because they want big lips. I'm not sure about the nose part, but I know they want big lips. They want, they want the butt, right? Mm -hmm. And they want, and they want to the tan because they're busy tanning year round just to kind of get but to what we have that is natural. Mm-hmm. They treat us like, eh. They don't respect us, but they want to be us so bad. Right, right. And so then when you, so you look at, so they want to be us so bad. We don't want to be ourselves. So we're going to go. And like you said, maybe the nose. I mean, I think about Michael Jackson when you say the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only person that I can think of that actually fixed their nose that's a public figure because of whatever reason, which I'm going to assume that probably has something to do with looking more white because he didn't have his big nose, his big nose, you know, you know, our nose is spread. Some of us, us, our nose is spread depending on, you know, our, our ancestors or whatever, our, you know, our mother, father, grandparent and our lineage line. But you're right. You know, he's the only one publicly that made his nose. I don't know anybody, none of my friends, anybody I know that's actually had that surgery, but he did a public transformation because he did not like the widespread of his nose. So, so in essence, he didn't like that about himself and, and, and he had the money to change it or whatever. And like you said, we, we, we do, we as in women, I'll say spend money. I mean, I know that as a cancer survivor, when I had my first bone marrow transplant in 2008, I was diagnosed in March of 2008 and I had to transplant in September of 2008. And of course, you know, when you have that, that strong chemo, you lose your hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. everywhere. I was shocked. And I remember when I lost my hair on my head and I, and, you know, yes, I knew I had cancer, but it really didn't become real until I was bald, until my hair fell out and, and I was bald and I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just, I don't know why, for whatever reason in 08, it just, first of all, it was too much, probably was just so much emotion with it, but I was just like, oh my God, I can't wear a bald head. And so I am, I am one of those women that I had wigs and I had several wigs and I changed them up daily. I did, I wasn't <laughs> one, some people have a wig and they'll just wear that style forever or for a time period. I like to change it. I put Susie on one day, make a straight bob. The next day I may have a curly weave. The next day I may have a more full, I'll call it a feather <laughs> as I date myself, <laughs> the feather, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the feather hair, but it was just like, I, I did not feel good being a bald woman in 2008. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's totally different. I wanted to appeal, wanted to, appeal to the black man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was married at the time and I wanted to make sure that I looked like I did when we got married, you know what I'm saying? And, and even though he had encouraged me to do that, I didn't feel it. And in order for me to be, you know, in order for you to present yourself, you have to love yourself and you have to feel good about how you look. And at that time, yeah. I was like, no, I'm wearing wigs. So yes, I'm one of those people. I bought wigs. I got wigs. I got wigs. I got wigs. In 2019, though, 
it was different. I had the transplant. I had a second transplant and I'm on Facebook now and like, okay, day one, everybody. And people were following me and parents and students and just hundreds of people making sure I'm okay. Right. And then it was time for me to shave my head. I got my head shaved. I did a little video and I was like, okay, y'all, y'all get a sneak pre sneak preview of me ball. Right. That's mm -hmm. it. You won't get it. You can't say you've never seen it. And it's a wrap. I'm going back to Lisa and Linda. Those are because they, they named the wigs, you know, Barbara, Tracy, they, 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 <laughs> the wigs have names. And I mean, Facebook had a fit. No, Corliss, you look good, Bob. No, girl, you got the head for it. Everybody can do it. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'll say, all y'all can go jump somewhere. And it took one of my students to say two magic words. And those two magic words were Wakanda forever. <laughs> yes. And I read that and I said, Corliss, you are tripping. Let's, those strong warrior women that were in Black Panther who wore red, we call them Deltas, some of my friends and some of the Greeks, we call them Deltas because they wore red and I'm a Delta, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Strong warrior women that were fighting for the country. I said, hell strong warrior woman and that is when i became or stayed bald because even when my hair grew back i shaved it off mm. and i said i am going to go natural i'm going to love myself and i'm going to present myself in a way that is confident that is loving that mm. is strong warrior women if you do not love yourself you cannot love another person and right. that is where the problem lies. Exactly, exactly. And and it, it's difficult for us to love ourselves because of the images that are we always see in the media. Right. That we don't measure up to. Right. And they're constantly in our faces. Commercials, everything is, you know, constantly in our faces. You know, every now and then you get a black commercial. Actually, they're more often now than they were in the past, but you, you see my point. But even, even in the black commercials where they have blacks, that black person is usually with a non-black. Uh, well, you yeah. know, you see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like I, I get tired of seeing these commercials with interracial marriage, with, with interracial couples. I get tired right. of it. It's like, wait, wait a minute, show me a black couple, right? And you think about the TV shows, and 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 you can name three TV show families that showed that black love. The earliest one would be good times, right? Mm -hmm. Straight, I mean, straight up black love. No, no. And I love Jane Kennedy. Jane Kennedy is one of my friends, like for real. Like, you know, she is beautiful. You know, remember just that whole like, woo, Jane Kennedy, hair flowing. You're looking at Esther Rowe, and I can't remember James's real name right now. Um, James and Amos. Yes. Those, I mean, when they said black family, they gave you the essence of what a black family looked like. They didn't try to color. They didn't try to, you know, colorize it. They showed you strong black love. And well, that was, you know, early. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But you know why? It's because Esther fought for that. Mm -hmm. Norman mm -hmm. Lear did not want to show that. Norman Lear did not want to show that at all. Of course he didn't. Of course. But Esther Roll fought for that. Interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh there's a a, a YouTube video on that. That talks about that? That talks about Norman Lear, what he wanted and what Esther Roll wanted. And Esther oh, I'm gonna find that. All right. Yeah. But, but that portrayal was really to from what in my memory, okay, of fifty six years, of the first black Die hard, we are black and we don't care, unapologetically black family. You mm -hmm. know, dark skin. You know, she wasn't thin. She had a, a little girth to her at, at uh, right. uh, uh, right. mama, you know. Then you had the skinny boy and then you had the, uh, 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 uh what's the girl's name in the thing? You know, the, the daughter, you know, she had her goals and her wants and her desires and Michael was trying to do his thing and kid Donald Moy was doing his thing and well, it was like, this is the essence of a black family and the essence of black love. Well, and, and let me throw this in too. <clears throat> you know, 
uh, what's his name, got far more play with that kid dynamite thing. Absolutely. Then Thelma, I think her name was Thelma. Thelma, Thelma, yes. Yeah, wanting to be an attorney and her brother wanting to be something else. Those things were put in the background because Norman Lear and the white audience right. loved JJ acting stupid. The stepping right? Yeah, they, they, they loved JJ acting stupid and looking stupid. Right. But they could not, they could not handle Thelma wanting to be an attorney and her brother wanting to be something else. They couldn't handle that. So JJ right. got the spotlight. Right. And they were, and they worked in Thelma's and Michael's situation every, like you said, every now and then. But you're right. The spotlight was always on kid dynamite. Yeah. And and that's because we don't control our own images. Right. And we need to. Right. You're right. Norman Lear does not live in South Central. No. But yet still, he wants to even pass by there. Quiet as he Let's be clear. He ain't coming off the 110 and Manchester. Trust and believe. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so that's another issue. And that's why I say no other race, no other group is targeted the way we are targeted. No other group has at the minimum control over themselves as we do. You know, white people are saying we do this, that, that, and the other. You know, you get on television, this is what you have to say, blah, 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 blah. We control everything, you know? And so, again, how can we love ourselves when we're constantly bombarded with these images that white people want to have of us? Not that we want to have of ourselves, but what they are comfortable with us having. Right, right. And that's interesting that you said that Esther Rowe fought for that, for that to be a true, a true Mm -hmm. black Yes. So there's the first images, and it lasted a while. It did. It was on the air for a minute, you know. Yeah, and yeah, well, you know, John Amos got angry about the show, and they cut him out. Mm. Oh, really? And then, yeah, and then Esther wanted to have some other parts, and you know, to change things. There was a big uproar, and after John left, really, the show just didn't have it anymore. Right. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up on YouTube. I'm thank you for that. So then my yeah. second example then. So, so now we have the, uh, good times living in a, you know, where they lived, dealing with the struggles that they did. Okay. So then let's, let's kick it up a notch and let's have a successful black man that owns a cleaners. So then we mm-hmm. move to Jefferson's, right? So now right. we're in the deluxe apartment in the sky. Right? Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. I mean, the song tells it. It moves up from the good times black love scenario to now uh, we a little we got a little piece of a business, a little company. We up in the on the third, I mean no, on the twenty first floor. I'm you know, I'm just I don't know what floor they were on. they never said what floor, but the whole thing was they moved up to a deluxe apartment in the sky. So yeah. now yeah. we're now we have this family. But then it introduces, like you said, the interracial piece because they probably was like, well, yeah, we're going to have the successful black man, but we're going to have the sidekick because we're trying to inter- make sure that there's some white people on this show. Right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, was just, this right, is just, right. I don't have no, I, I can't back up. I'm just saying this is my opinion. Like I said at the beginning, disclaimer. So, cause you just made a mention of that. So you had Weezy and George and their son. And then you had her best friend. Why can't I remember her name? The the neighbor married to her white husband and Mm -hmm. their daughter. And so again, like you said, okay, sorry, I'm I'm parked somewhere. Somebody recognized me and came up to wave. I apologize. Um, um, So now you have the the best friend married to the white man. And so how that incorporates within the the dynamics of the friendship. And again, that's Norman Lear again, correct? Mm-hmm. And he probably yep, fought, but he was, you know, maybe nobody fought against, you know, the neighbor and the wife, but husband. But there's another dynamic. Now we're a little more successful. Now we can own a company and it's possible, y'all. Jefferson's lasted however many years on TV. That was great. It's nice to know that we can, we can move up now. The next family, so that black love, do you have any, um, any, um, any thoughts about that black love family, the Jeffersons? Cause you did have some good stuff about the good times. What about the Jeffersons? I mean, no, no, not really. I mean, you know, the Jeffersons, you know, I, I just get tired of, of the buffoonery, you know, and George was, was good at the buffoonery, you know, right. right. But, I no, no, you can go to the next family. 
So then we have the next family in the 80s, the Cosbys. Now, yeah, yeah, now we have yeah. something totally different. And actually, looking at that black love as a feel, as a sense of attainment, because now we have a lawyer married to a doctor. Like, oh, mm -hmm. snap, for real. And this, for me, of course, I watched Good Times and I watched Jefferson growing up, but I was in college going into college because this was like 80 83 84 i was into college when the cosby's came out so now here i am i'm going to school and i have a goal of being a teacher or being in education so here i am a high school senior and now the cosby's come out in my freshman year i want to say it was 84 somebody can look that up i can't remember but it's right there because when i tell you when i lived in the dorms there was a couple things that happened where everything stopped Thursday nights at eight, everybody, because nobody had to. These kids got flat screens in their dorm rooms now, trust. But I did. Yeah. So like that, at that point, at that point, um, everything stopped and you went down to the TV room and it was pumped to watch the comedy, right? Or believe it or not, just a side note, uh, on campus, there was like a TV room. And do you know that bad boy would be packed with folks for all my children? And General Hospital. Mm -hmm. That's just a side note, but we ain't talking about them. Let's get back to what I'm saying. So now here I am as a freshman in college saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be an educator, teacher, whatever that looks like. And now I have another example on TV of a family of Black love, of each person loving themselves, them loving each other, and them pouring in that love to their children regardless of whatever craziness each child got into. And mm -hmm. to, to me, that was one of the, that was the best example that I know I've seen. I'm trying to think, is there another black show? And so there've been other shows like Rock. If you remember that show, Rock. Um, I never watched, watched it. There's been other shows that's been since then, like Rock. I just thought about that just now, Rock. And um, now with Cedric, um, the entertainer, the neighborhood, you know, he's a black family, and then this white yeah, family. I don't, I don't know. Well, but so you know, is another example of a black family thriving, um, as well. However, the white family moves into the neighborhood next door to Cedric, and so there's that dynamic where they're learning about black culture and stuff, and then they're and, and they're learning and being friends with each other. But there's that black family unit again that shows that mother father. The two sons, you know, mother, father, two kids. Yeah. And there's no dog, but you know that piece. So I'm just glad that there have been examples. And I think when you, when you go back to the Cosby's and, and I really think because that was on the longest, it seemed for me, you know, you saw that it is attainable to find a mate that, okay, you made a good point because somebody made this point to me about two weeks ago, you know, that was, kind of equally yoked in a sense, in the sense of being a lawyer and a doctor, being two successful people coming together to be successful together and raise a family. And, mm -hmm. so, and so you had mentioned something earlier about, you know, we talked about Black love and being able to love myself in order for me to love someone else. And yeah. talked about something that was really interesting about how women are making more money than men. Yeah. But let me let me jump in and make a couple of points real quick. It was 1984 when the Cosby Show came out. Okay. Interestingly enough, the Cosby Show got its most flack from black people. Then it did black people people were saying, black people were saying that it was not uh, realistic. Wow, really? Yes, I remember that. I remember that, you know, black people were not happy because no, you don't see black. You know, that's not a typical black family, blah, 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 blah. And so again, we have been so conditioned yes. to be dumbed down. You know, if, if, it's, if, if Cosby was a, uh, um, I don't know, some low, uh, blue collar thing. Right. I, I, if he was an auto worker and she was, a and she worked at a slaughterhouse, they would, they would be happy. But you know, when when you show when you show these uh, positive these, these positive roles, you know, blacks got upset because this wasn't real. And, and and again, I'm saying that our psyche we have been so damaged 
that we would rather see ourselves, you know, training up pig right. than to be, you know, professionals. And again, it goes back to this. I can't say it enough. We, we've been so conditioned. We got to get out of that. And, and the, I love the Cosby show and I love the spinoff even more, uh, a different world because right. it, it brought in this, this, this pride. Yes. They could be at, they brought in the, they could be at a black instant, a black academic institution where generations have gone through. That gave me so much pride. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have our schools, we can have our Howards and Meharis and Morehouse and on and on and on. We can have those and be proud that our children went, that we went there, that our children went there. That's what that, that show showed, gave me. It gave me this sense yeah. of, yeah. yes, we can have our own history. We don't have to go over to, to, you know, Berkeley or whatever else. We can have our own institutions and be glad that we went there. And be successful. And be successful, yeah. And all, and people don't realize all that is tied into black love. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And I, I totally, I, I thank you for bringing that up because, you know, when it was out, I, you know, I was in school too. So now when I look back and we rock and, and re-watch it as an adult who worked at a college and dealt with students and actually ran an African-American theme floor in one of our residential buildings or what people like commonly like to call them dorms. Then I go back and I watch and I'm like, oh my God, that that's an example of blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, wow. Now, how would I have handled that particular situation with Ron or that particular situation mm-hmm. with, um, you know, so-and-so? And, it, and, and, but again, it did have that sense of pride because not only... Because basically it was Denise who was the old, no, Denise wasn't the oldest, the other light-skinned girl was the oldest, but Denise left and went to college, which was a different world. Remember, she was only there that first year and then she wasn't on the show no more for whatever reason that they had a, you know, whatever. But it was about Mm -hmm. Denise leaving the Cosby show to go to college. And so mm. you're right. I, I didn't even think about that as a piece of, of that. But see, people don't, I mean, people are like, how are y'all tying it in? It all ties in because if you don't love yourself, if you don't care about what you are doing to make yourself a better person, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? You won't. And you can't. Do you realize that if Black people love themselves, do you know what our economy would be like? Hmm. Really? I mean, you know, I I hang around Jews and they I marvel at their unity. Yes. That part. That part. Yeah, I, there, there was a there was one family member, a distant family member, who had been in trouble and was down on his luck. Do you know? These people don't even know him, basically. They got together and got that brother some money and had him in school. Mm. And you, we don't do that. See, see, the thing about Jews, they love one another. They they don't necessarily get along all the time. But when it, when push comes to shove, those people love it. They love each other. And the group, the survival of the group is uppermost mm-hmm. on their mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the individual. Mm-hmm. It's the group. How are we as Jews going to prosper? Not mm-hmm. how am I as a Jew going to prosper, but how are we as Jews going to prosper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is sorely lacking in the black community. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we need to have it if we're going anywhere. There isn't that collective process, right? Is that what you yeah. mean? Like, yeah. It's collective. Yeah. It's collective. But what I'm saying is that the uh, the unifying factor of that collection is love. They love one another. They're tight. They will support their own and they will only go out of their own if there's no one else. <laughs> right, right. And you know who else does that in, in a sense? Latinos. Oh, Latinos, yeah. They come together. They, they will be five, ten in a house and start with each child and help to get that child out whatever they need to do to make sure to support that student to go to college, whatever. And then they just go in the pecking order of the age and, and work together as a family unit to help each person. Well, I don't know why we don't do that. Again, you know, we have been 
just decimated as a people. Now that part. Now that, that and that's probably there's a answer right there. I mean, look at our history from slavery on and anybody else's. You can't even compare, really. Right. And 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 when I say decimated, I'm talking about we again, we are the only group that had the family unit destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Destroyed. You know, <clears throat> uh husband and wife could not be together. Wife would go to one plantation, he would go to another. The kids, you know, as soon as a healthy kid comes out, you know, so-and-so Joe down the street meets a kid. And so our family unit was mm. gone. We yeah. did not have it. We did not have long-lasting marriage. And again, we're the only group that had these forces targeted against them. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and here we are, X number of years later, we're still suffering the consequences of having our families destroyed mm-hmm. yeah 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 i didn't even yeah i didn't even think about it like that but you're right you're right you're right you're i didn't even think about it yeah we've been we've been separate we've separated families since day one yeah since day one and then you know when we try to get our act together government comes along with some stupid mm. welfare rule that says a man can't be in the house mm. well, there you go again now what do you mean yeah. by that uh i have to find the uh uh, the exact verbiage, but what they what they were saying back in welfare when welfare was going on, that in order for the woman to collect a, a oh, man, oh right, there couldn't house. be a man in the house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. So there we go again, putting the man out. So so black people have this unique history of having no family ties. Mm, mm, no mm. family ties. And so if you want to get into epigenetics, there may be an argument there. But the reality is we don't have that comfortable history, those comfortable models to go back on and say, that's how it should be. We don't have that. And so, and here we are again, like I said, fast forward to today, we don't have those skills necessarily and that history to draw on to show us that the situativeness that's required to have these family units. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how to raise children. You know, I was on a, I was on the train today and I just looked at this mother with her daughter and the daughter was just unruly. And I'm saying to myself, woman, you need to get control of that child. The child was just doing whatever it wanted to do. The mother was just, uh-huh, I want to slap, well, <laughs> Then I should. I just wanted to just that child, but that wouldn't do any good. I mean, we have to. Uh, that was hyperbole, in case the audience wants to know. Anyway, <laughs> this you know, is we, awesome, but I mean, but, but everybody could feel you. You know, you, you would not slap the person, but that's what you felt like doing because you're seeing this dynamic of this mother allowing a child to act any old kind of crazy yeah, way. Yeah. Public. See, that's that other piece. In public, too. In public, yeah. I see. In if you were old school, well, first of all, it's not gonna happen with me and my mama, number one, or my sister. Because mm-hmm. that's because first of all, you notice I said in public. You know, oh lord, <laughs> are, you, are, are you kidding me? But that, but you're right. There's no sense. But it also goes back to babies having babies. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to all the forces that are targeted against us. You know, we we don't have, uh, I wish I knew the percentage offhand, but a, a, an alarming number of households are headed by a female, a single female. Correct. And so she's working. There's no one to raise a kid. It's like, again, today, you know, this lady, instead of trying to deal with her child, uh, she gave the child one of these video things, and the child just started playing with the video. Instead of the mother interacting with the child, she has given this child a video. An iPod, an iPod or something. Yeah, one of those things. One of those things, yeah. And, and, that, like, and, that, and that, that kind of quiet real quick, didn't it? It got her quiet, but but for the which wrong reason. Which is sad. You give them this and that shuts them down instead of having a conversation that says, honey, this is not the way you act on the plane. Please stop. Or, yeah. or, 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 or like my mama used to do, there's a, some meat. It's the back of your... <laughs> the back of your, of your, uh, of your, of your, uh, arms. That meat in the back of your arms and, and people. 
<laughs> Only real, for real folks know about that. Because it's tender yeah. back there. Your mama would snap down in the store and she'd pinch you in that meat in the back of your arm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness, yeah. One little squeeze and you'd be like, huh? And yeah. all she had to do is say, sit down. And that was it. That's it. That's it. You know, <laughs> case closed. Case over. <laughs> But they don't. But folks don't do that anymore. Folks, are, like you said, they're not raising the kids. So how can if we can if we're not raising our kids to love themselves, then now they're adults. Now what? Oh, that and that's the mess just continues to perpetuate itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, we we've got to come to a point as a people where we realize we're in trouble, and so we need to start working on ourselves. And to do that, you're going to have forces against us because no group. I don't care who they are. There's not a single group on this earth that wants black people to succeed. Not one. Wow. Not Mexicans, not Asians, not whites, not Jews, not Gentiles, nobody. Wow. <laughs> nobody wants black folk to succeed. And so in order for us to succeed, we have to take control of this thing and start building ourselves up. Right. So now as we circle back to, we've had examples of black love in black families and, 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 and examples of how the husband re interacts with the wife, how the wife interacts with the husband, how they interact with each other, how they share love. You know, when those little moments when Claire and, and Cliff would be on the couch and just have those moments, you yeah. can see the love in their eyes or they're in the kitchen. You can see the love in their eyes and, and, and it was, and it was portrayed several times throughout the show. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even with, with Weezy and George and with, um, um, in good times, you know, you know, whenever, whenever James was going through it and whatever. And, 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 right, and, right. and, 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 and what was the mama's name? I'm calling her Esther Rowe, but Esther Rowe, that was, oh, I don't know what her, what her name on the show. Um, I can't think oh, of her name, but when her and him would have those moments where you could see the tenderness because sometimes you couldn't see it, but you mm -hmm. knew that meant James supported that family. And he was going to yes. do whatever job he needed to do to make sure his family unit was taken care of. And that's something that's yeah. missing. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what I loved about that particular show is that he was a hard working brother. Yes, he was. A no nonsense brother. Right. You know, a good man. Right. And, uh, but I appreciate that, um, that about him in that, you know, playing that character. Right. And, and giving like, that you know, example of what it looks like to work hard to be, to keep your family unit together. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that, black, that black love was very, that black love to me was very real. All the examples that I've given you, that black love, you know, especially those three shows. And like I said, there's been a couple other spit, other shows but that haven't lasted as long and it didn't get the notoriety that those three shows got per se. But, mm -hmm. you know, again, showing that, Again, loving yourself. So then, you know, then I have this conversation. You mentioned it. What time is it? Okay. Um, we mentioned it earlier, you know, so for example, I'm a single mm -hmm. black woman. I have a doctorate degree. And mm -hmm. so I remember someone, this girl telling me this was uh, about a year ago. She was like, you know, you need to Florida. only, get, huh? Florida was her name. Oh, Florida. Yeah. Florida Evans. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I was yeah. told by this one woman, I don't know, I was having some conversation, I don't know what it was. You know, you should only date brothers that have a doctorate degree. And I said, well, why? That shouldn't have to, that, to me, that shouldn't have to mean anything. My thing is, you know, you're a hardworking man, you're good at what you do, whether you, you know, own a company, you know, own a plumbing, own, you know, electricity, electric, electrical company, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I've, I've never been that type to say, okay, you have to have a doctorate degree to take me out to dinner or to, 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 to be in my company. And someone said that I need to change that. And I just don't feel comfortable with that. Give me your thoughts what? on that. Give me your well, thoughts. No, no, I mean, let, let me, let me tell you something that was just, it made me feel so good. <clears throat> I was in LAX and then I met this brother. He had a shoe shine stand. Mm -hmm. You know, in LAX, a shoe shine stand. I forgot how much he charged to shine shoes. And I kept talking. We kept talking. Do you know that that brother has shoe shine stands in several airports and several spots at those airports? 
Now, I mean, not, no, no high tech thing, but yeah. that brother is raking in some money. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, you know, well, that's what I'm saying. That entrepreneurial spirit. I don't need you to have a doctorate yeah. degree. I need you to have an entrepreneur spirit and a spirit of coming together with me to be us. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I yeah. know people that are like, girl, why are you, why are you dating him? He don't have no doc. He don't have no, he didn't even go to school or he didn't do whatever. And like you said, here's a brother that has his shoe shine thing and he's got him in, in, in LAX and there's seven terminals in LAX. And even yeah, within it, different it, terminals, there's different wings within the terminal. So if he's got at least one in every terminal, he's got seven. He might have yeah, two. He, he, uh, four, four. Let's call it that he has two. He's got 14. He's breaking in a right. little bit of penny. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's doing really well. And so when it, when it comes to choosing a mate, it's far, you know, it's not the, it's not the degrees. It is the, uh, it's what the person is doing as, as a, as a, you know, who they are as a person. Right. It's not the degree. It's right. Who they are as a person. That's the way I feel. But somebody was like, yeah, you ain't got no man because you need to stop dating people that don't have a doctor degree. I said, well, first of all, and you made it very clear, we have more, women have more doctor degrees than men. There are men with doctor degrees. Okay. So, so again, listen to the, listen to what we're saying. Okay. So don't be talking about, oh, Carla said this. Okay. Again, these are our <laughs> opinions. I put the disclosure out because I know somebody going to try to be messy. So I'm ready for them. Come for me. Come for me if you want to come for me. But anyway, so, but I, when she told me that I was just, I was just disheartened, you know, like that's not, to me, that's not fair. And I don't think like that. Again, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you are a hardworking brother, but the other piece, though, Greg, be an entrepreneur spirit, be a hardworking brother, and not be intimidated. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. show. I'm calling the next week's show Intimidation. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. But you know, you know, we're, we're winding down. We're winding down on time. But one thing that I really wanted to put forth out there mm-hmm. is that too often we rely on on what we think and what we feel to develop our relationships. There is nothing wrong with reading books on how to love and, and things like that, how to, how to have your marriage together. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's what we need to do more of. We need to, you know, we, we spend all this time getting all these stupid degrees, but we can't read one book about how to save my marriage, how to make my marriage better. Mm. You know, I can read, I can read all these books. I, and I wish I had read more when I was married. You know, but what I'm saying is that there are a number of resources out there that we can uh, get that can that we can learn from Uh, because we we don't have that history. A lot of us don't have a a lot of us don't come from two parent homes where they lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we didn't have the models. But today we have so many resources available to us, so many books out there on, on how to love, how to love yourself how to love your mate, uh, how to communicate, mm. you know, what things that you should do, the, the, the love languages, what, the, what does your spouse need to, to, to experience in order for them to feel love, things like that. And that's what we have to do. We just can't sit there and think that we have everything in here and everything is going to work. There are certain things that certain skills that we need to have in order to make those relationships work. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you know, and you talk about one of those things is the five love languages. Yeah. Like, you know, do you know the love language of your mate? Or right, like you said, right. or, or, and, and I'm divorced as well. But one of the, when we did the premarital counseling, uh, class, um, it was four couples in the class. And the whole idea was to learn about each other. And the book that we followed was the three main things as for a relationship, communication, Money, sex. Those are the three Mm -hmm. things that in any relationship, loving type relationship, are the three things that's going to kill, is either going to go well or isn't going to kill it. You you have good communication. You have uh, 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 good income, but you're not being intimate with each other. Somebody's not feeling the love from the other person. I'm sick Mm -hmm. of this. Or you have the community, you have the the sex and the money, but you're not talking. So it's like right. those are the three things that that um 
are part of relationships. So yes, no, wow, wow. Um, you know what? Um, <laughs> we're out of time, but I feel like this is some really healthy talk and that people are really experiencing this. So I want to do a part two next week, Greg. I'm asking you right now so that we can flow. <laughs> no, I'm so serious because, because you know, we got Valentine's tomorrow, you're, you know, where it's Black History Month. And I want to make sure that we are concentrating on things that folks are talking about because I've been having these conversations recently. So when you okay. that when you mentioned that as a topic, I was like, oh my God, that that's right on cue. So I want to continue this conversation and talk about, like I said, the, the imita- intimidation piece that happens when you have a single black woman who myself ready to love, but because oh you're oh you're a doctor, so you don't oh oh, oh. and I'm like okay, I went to school because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to do what I do in education and. And so, but that doesn't mean I can't love you. And I've, and I've had that recently in the last year. So it's like, oh, you're a doctor. You're a doctor. And that's, it's always been this, oh, you're a doctor. And I'm like, okay, I'm a doctor. So what? What's that? You know, I'm talking to you. I want to, you know, see what, where we are. Let, let's have a, let's, let's, let's see what this looks like. But that intimidation factor has been one of the things that's been blocking my ability to, to be in a relationship and so then the girl tells me well you just need to just talk to people who have doctorates and that that doesn't necessarily mean they got sense either (laughs) 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 they just got a degree like me you know whatever so i i I feel like we need to go ahead and bring this black love and get a part two in because i feel like i I know you're going to have a chance to look at some of those statistics and 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 we can really pull this in this has been very um this has been great for me. <laughs> All right. Selfishly, I feel like, woo, let's talk about this. So next week, y'all, we are going to come back with my boy, Greg Cheadle, who's always ready with a great topic. And we're going to continue this Black love and this Black relationship and this self-love and how and, and bring out some of these books that are going to help us to be and be in healthy relationships. So until then, you have been listening. Well, first of all, thank you, Gregory. We're gonna see oh, you. You're next welcome. Week. We're gonna see you next week. So we got a week to plan. I just wrote it down. I just wrote it down. So I'll be there. So, first, so thank you, Gregory, for coming on today and coming with this topic. And I think it's very important just to kind of talk through it. Uh, I want right. to thank everyone for listening. You've been listening to Intentional Talk Radio Network and Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. It has been my pleasure. Thank you, Gregory. And we will be back next week with part two of this interesting topic and I am positive that I am going to get some phone calls and some thought process that's going to help (laughs) us bring this conversation into the forefront on next Monday so until then take care and bye for now got to tell you how you thrill me I'm happy as I can be you have come and it's changed Hello, man. What a wonderful day. It's so amazing to be alive. I follow you to the moon and the sky above. And it's so And I've been waiting for a love like you. It's so amazing to be loved. I follow you to the moon and the sky above. Oh, it is so, so, it's so amazing.